Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We talk today to Craig Parry. He's the CEO of ISO Energy. We discuss the recent fundraise they did and also their eminent drill program. Plus, he gives us his views on what 2020 is going to deliver for uranium investors. Hi, Craig. How are you? Good, Matt. How are you going? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Good, good to be back. Yeah, I bet. So I bumped into you at uh, Mines and Money in London. Um, you were running around there telling your story, and uh, then I think you disappeared to Australia with your family. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was a busy finish to the year, of course, because we were raising money. Yeah. We got that done, and that uh, that allowed me to have a couple of weeks with the family at least, which was great. Okay. Well. Okay. So let's let's talk about it. you raised some money. How much did you raise? So we raised six point seven million, uh, of which three and a half was flow through through dollars. So you know that'll support our exploration program uh, going through the next six months, uh, and then the remainder of that three point two million was uh, hard dollars, of course, and the bulk of that, all but uh, you know two point nine million of that came from NextGen. Right. Uh, so again, you know our major shareholder there, NextGen, is showing tremendous support for the company and. What we're doing, and I think you know, our chairman Lee Courier, CEO of NextGen, of course, um, you know, he's he's uh, very pleased with this discovery that we've got a hurricane. So we continue to enjoy that great support from um, from NextGen. You know, okay, so if you don't mind, because I think we when we talked last um, towards the end of last year when we did an interview, you know, we talked about that you were you were going to have to need. We're going to need to raise capital. You've gone and done that. That's partially to keep the lights on, but you've got a big drill program lined up. But can I can I just break down the money? Because not all juniors have found it easy to go and raise money, and certainly not in the uranium space. So can you break down that money again a little bit further for us? So you next gen have put up some. Where, where's the rest of it from? Yeah, so so look, that that's right. That hard dollars, two point nine million from next gen. Um, uh, you, you know, I wrote a, a check myself. Steve Blower, our vice president of exploration, wrote a check on that hard dollar front as well. Uh, pleasantly surprised to actually have uh, you know one one of our uh, London-based investors uh, call us and, and and want to get a part of that deal as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was nice. So we we had um, CQS come in for a little bit more of that hard dollar financing. And then of course you know the great thing about the Canadian market is this access to flow through capital that we have here uh, for exploration drilling. And and so we had a number of those major uh, flow through funds uh, like Sprott. Uh, Jason Mayer's fund there. We had um, uh, Dennis De Silva at Middlefield uh, write a significant check for that. So that went very well. Interestingly enough, you, you know, we, we opened the financing uh, to look to raise $3 million. Um, within about half an hour, we had interest for $3.5 million. So we decided to close it there. We didn't really need any further uh, funds for the next six months and for that drill program we've got. So we, we, we stopped it there. But by the end of the day, we'd had interest for $5 million. So, you know, it's good to see that, that uh, you know, the flow through fund money is still out there and interested in, in good uranium projects. So that was that was pleasant for us. Yeah, so, so we've spoken to a few companies that have been the beneficiary of a bit of flow through capital. So for people who don't understand what that is, tell us, tell, tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, so of course those guys, you, you know, they, they um, raise money uh, that must go to exploration and that money flows through so that, 
that, that investors get the discount uh, um, or, or get to use those uh, losses to offset their income. Uh, so it's a, a tax break, really, uh, and a tax break that encourages exploration. Now, the two two great things about that for us are that uh, you know, the Canadian market has that funding available all the time. It typically comes available uh, in large uh, to a large extent towards the end of the year. So. Uh, you know that sets you up well for the next year and for your your, your sort of winter drill program. Um, so that's good. And then the other thing is that comes in at a premium as well to to the share price. So I think you know when we announced the financing, we were trading at around forty cents a share. Uh, we did that flow through component of the of the placement at forty five cents a share. So you know it's relatively less diluted. Um, but you know the one of the challenges with flow-through funding is that uh, there's a four-month hold on that stock and you can see a bit of selling at that four-month uh, point sometimes. However, um, you know, we've been in the fortunate position that we've been very active putting out good draw results and so we haven't seen too much of that sort of, um, you know, the, the, the downward pressure on our share price off the back of selling the flow-through stock so far. So, you know, it's, it, it's very, very useful for us because we are active on the exploration front. Um, and uh, it provides you a ready source of capital. It's, it's, it's an interesting, interesting time of year because, you know, flow through, um, there's a lot of money available. It's a tax break. You know, like you said, you mentioned that. It's, 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 it's built uh, to offer a tax break to, to uh, investors. But do you find it easier to pitch at that time of year because they've got to, they've got to deploy a lot of capital quickly or are you still having to stand out amongst, you know, a lot of juniors pretty much saying the same thing? How, how did you get your money? Was it easy? Yeah, look, it's it. Well, yeah, we've talked about this before. I think it's never easy, although it's relatively easier if you've you you know you've got a team with a track record, you've got that support from a you know a big shareholder at Next Gen, and um, you're active and you've got an, a discovery on your hands. So so people want to back that story uh, because of course those flow through investors they still get a, a kick if you, your share price rises. So their preference is always to to back good stories. So, you, you know, it's it's relatively easier for us. Um, uh, but, you know, raising money is never easy. So it's a, all that preparatory work we do throughout the year. You know, Steve Blower, our VP of Exploration, our, our investor relations guys, uh, do and, and, and I do a hell of a lot of work. We're always on the road when we're not, you know, when we're not at the coalface, as it were, yeah. Doing our day jobs. Our day jobs are is, is to be out there talking the story and letting everyone know. So we do all that preparatory work. Uh, you've raised the money. You knew who to go and speak to. You've you um and you got it fairly quickly. That, that, that's what I'm hearing. So um during this interview, I don't necessarily want to talk about the macro component too much. Um, I want to get into the nitty gritty of you know why ISO Energy is going to stand out. So you've got some money, which is more than a lot of uranium juniors at the moment that gives you some some options and obviously you know next gen continue to follow the money great news what are you going to do with this money is it just going to be frittered away drilling holes that no one cares about or is it going to actually be meaningful well it certainly has to go into to drilling holes you know uh, it's something we pride ourselves on um you know putting as much of our investor dollars as possible into drill holes as opposed to anything else that we might do and um, you know, so the bulk of that funding will go into this drill program. We're actually uh, we're in the process. We we, we mobilised um, our second drill rig out to that hurricane or the Rock East property and hurricane site uh, back in December. 
Um, so you'll see a bit of news flow for from us over the next couple of weeks as we announce that you know we're, we're kicking off that drill program, um, and that's an expanded drill program. So you know the last two campaigns we had one rig on the ground, uh, typically drilling six seven thousand meter programs. Um, this time round we're going to have two rigs on the ground going around the clock. Uh, that'll be a sort of five or six week long program. Um, uh, we're drilling 20 holes and about eight and a half, nine thousand metres of, of drilling over the next uh, the next couple of months. So, yeah, a huge amount of um, you know. First thing about that is, I suppose, uh, if you look in the uranium space, I think that puts us at about number four in terms of exploration spend globally, which is you know pretty serious going. That's, that's, well, it is, but the competition's not too tough either, right? You know, no one's got money to do too much at the moment, so. I don't know if I put too much store by that right now, but can you explain to me and explain to investors? So you've said, I've got this money and the best way to get a return, you know, do- either dollar for dollar or get a three times return, four time, times return on that money is to drill holes, only drill holes. Is, is that the plan? Is it just as simple as that? Well, look, of course, you know, we've got a, a high-grade discovery there in the Athabasca Basin. We're, we're drilling that out and, and yeah. doing essentially resource delineation drilling. Um, so that will give us a return, absolutely. You know, over the last 12 months of the Canadian of the Canadian uranium companies, we've been the best performer because we have that high-grade discovery uh, and we've been putting out good drill results. What do you mean it. you're the best performer? Uh, what does that mean? Uh, look, I think that, that for the year we were up about um, four or five percent, uh, whereas the next best uranium explorer was down about fifteen percent. The average was down about fifty to sixty percent for the year. So whilst our share price hasn't risen dramatically, we've outperformed um, most of our comps very convincingly by doing that work and and, and doing those. I know, that, but, that we've been. But here's the thing: you know, investors have got choices. They they not just mining, by the way. Right, you know, they can invest in technology, healthcare, lots of different things they can invest in. But you know, if they're looking at mining, um, they can look at gold. It's done exceptionally well. Producing companies are doing exceptionally well. The returns are much higher than you know you're saying. So I get that you're against your peers. It's good, but against the market and just we stick with mining alone, let alone the investment market. It, you know, you guys are not doing that well at the moment. So what I'm trying to get at is, what are you setting yourselves up for? I think the macro story is well understood. I think this year will be very interesting in terms of what the utilities are going to have to make some calls. I, I do think that, and I, but I don't necessarily want to get into half-hour dialogue with you about it because I think it's a well-trodden path. But how are you, ISO Energy, going to put yourself in a position, the best position for uranium in, compared to your peers, to take advantage of that? And it, it, does it come back to that drilling? The more you know, the more attractive you are. Is it as simple as that? Yeah, certainly. Look, we, we, we think, well, you know, the, the, the key to our pitch is that we are the only uranium company with a new high-grade discovery and, and all the better that it's in the Athabasca Basin. So advancing that project sensibly, logically, you know, we're not, uh, we don't have tendril rigs on the ground. We can certainly do that. But we don't see that as a judicious use of our shareholders' funds. Um, you know, taking a, a slow and steady approach as uh, as we lead into a, a sort of more bullish market, we think that's the right approach. Having that discovery will certainly get valued um, you know, 
more readily and, and more highly than other juniors without sort of comparable high-grade discoveries. Um, but, but, you know, having that project advanced to a point where we can take advantage of the next cycle is important. Mm. You know. well, can I ask a question? You said something quite interesting there to me. You said, you know, you could have 10, 10 drill rigs on the ground there, but it's not the best, you know, judicious use of money, your investors' money. What is, what is that... Um, decision making look like say so we're going to use two two drills because they're going to give us enough data to make give tell us enough about what we've got under the ground to make this attractive story versus you can get five times more data with 10 drill rigs but that is the return isn't as good there so I mean what, what is that what is that debate that you're having internally how do you make those decisions? yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. internally absolutely no and and that is you know that's the art of exploration i think um, and, and something that you know we'd like to think that we're we're fairly adept at, um, and, and our approach there, I suppose, is you know you get to this point, it starts to become about all body knowledge and understanding that that all body, um, and and so we haven't defined the boundaries, the, the limits of that all body. We, we, we did a big step out drill program, uh, you know, line of holes there on that last program that we did. That's now given us a sort of 250-metre gap that we need to infill drill on. Um, you know, you need to weigh up the target, uh, you know, what you'd like to achieve, how quickly you'd like to advance towards a resource uh, versus how much money you can raise realistically as well. Uh, and, then, and then factoring in how that dilutes your shareholders also. Uh, and I suppose if we were to go out and drill... Um, you know, you, you take a stepwise approach to that, 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 that particular problem. I don't think there's any sort of right or wrong answer. Um, you know, for us to raise $3.5 million of flow through at $0.45 cents a share, you know, fairly dilutive. Uh, and if we see, you know, the uranium market take off in the next six months, then we logically expect our share, high, share price to be much higher. So rather than raise $10 million at $0.45 cents, flow through money now and put three or four rigs out there um the idea is let's let's get six bucks six months worth of capital exploration capital there put two rigs on the ground see where we stand come may june uh and then and then work out what we do from there and ramp up but um so so it's a there's a sort of a bit of a multi-factor challenge and problem um no right or wrong Eternal debate, okay, uh, from, from management team. So if I look at share price this year, you, you pretty much ended up, you're a little bit down on where you started the started the year, you know, 12 months ago, roughly. So it's, you know, fine. As you say, compared to your peers, you're, you're probably happy with that, right? Um, but if I look in chat rooms, I look in the forums, I go to Twitter and social media, no one's talking about you, that you're not a talking no. about story, despite being, according to you, the best of your peers. You think that's a uranium thing, or is it the fact that you guys haven't really got out there and told your story to retail? Yeah, good, good question. Look, no, I think um, you know we're probably on par with a lot of our sort of peers. You, you know, the companies that are getting talked about, Cameco, NextGen, um, you know, to a lesser extent, probably Denison. You, you know, those bigger companies, Fission, or you know, they seem to generate a lot of interest in in those chat rooms and things. Uh, we don't, you know, to be frank, we don't really put too much emphasis on that. And, and, and um, you know, if you look at our why share... Don't you, why, why don't you care well, what they think? 
No, we, we do care what they think. And I think overwhelmingly the sort of feedback we get from those, uh, from retail investors is, has been pretty positive. Um, and, uh, but you, you know, and we are out there on the road all the time talking to people. And, but you're talking um, but to institutions though, aren't you? You're talking to institutions, that's different oh, from retail. Look, we, we spend a fair bit of time at conferences as well. We've been, you know, we were in Minds of Money with you there a few month, a month ago. We yes, but, but, it's not a, but it's not a retail, it's not a re, those aren't retail environments. The, the number of retail investors there are Well, but the conferences, yeah, but the, the conferences we attend here, Matt, are very much retail, particularly that Metal Investor Forum and a couple of those other forums. You, you know, we'll be at, um, and we, you know, I'm sure we'll see some of your viewers uh, next week and the week after at, the, at Roundup and the VRIC here in Vancouver. You know, a lot of those investors are retail. But oddly enough, if you look at our share register, which is on our, our website there, uh, www.isoenergy.ca, um, you'll, you'll see that, uh, oddly enough, our, our register reads... Uh, as a bit of a sort of an institutional investor register. Of course, NextGen sits there with about 52%. Uh, we've got Cameco there with 5%. Arano's there with a few percent, 3% as well. Um, so the, the register on that side is a who's who of the uranium space. And then uh, and then probably we think about 25% of our stocks in, uh, invested, in institutional investor hands. So it's a sort of... You know, for a junior company, it's a much more advanced share register than you otherwise might have. And I think that in part means that we outperform. We don't see sort of retail investors dumping too much stock um, uh, into into good news. I noticed, you know, our share price today is up five cents uh, in early trading. Um, what we do see is that when we announce that we're about to commence drilling, our share price performs pretty well. So I think investors have got that to look forward to. Over the next couple of weeks, we'll we'll be uh, aiming to, com to to commence drilling around the sort of twenty fifth of January or thereabouts. So, a little bit of good news, and then of course you know the new slow kicks off from there. So we'll be drilling in and around those high grade intercepts that we've had. Um, we've only closed off one section on that hurricane discovery, so you know you can never guarantee that you're going to get good drill results. Although Steve Blower, our VP of Exploration has guaranteed me we'll get some, so we'll see how that goes. But, um, you know, we'll certainly be drilling next to some very, very nice intercepts there uh, that, that haven't been closed off. So, you know, I, I'd expect that we'll be putting out, um, you know, good, strong news flow over the next couple of months. Okay. And then, so again, so money takes you through to mid-year. You're going to make some decisions then as to whether you go out and raise some more money. Uh, you'll take a look and evaluate the market, I'm guessing. Um, are, you get, are you getting any signals or signs from the market as to what the hell's going on over there? <laughs> we, we're not. <laughs> no, look, at, and, and, and to be honest, I sort of I only just got back to, to Vancouver on Monday um, and, and sort of just got my feet back under the desk. So I'm sort of looking around and seeing, seeing what the signals are, are telling us. Um, I think... Uh, you know, we're, we're off to a bit of a lacklustre start in the uranium space, although we know Cameco have got to do that buying here directly, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, we see a bit of good news out of Japan that Itochu and Marabani have started buying product again. So, look, it could be an interesting year for uranium. Um, uh, but you can't, we, we haven't seen any great share price pickup from anyone just yet. Other than little old ISO energy, because we're um, getting ready to commence drilling. 
Right. Okay. You've told the drilling story. You've told the. You've raised some money. I get it. It's. It's. Uh, so that's that is good news. Um, can we just help me understand where you think you sit in this little little uh, theater that you're playing in? Okay. You've you got the the big the big boys are you know. You know we know where they stand on this, but and there's lots of little juniors, like forty odd juniors in similar place to you. Some have managed to raise some money, like you. A lot haven't yet, and I think this year we're going to, if they if they can't, um, will will struggle. Uh, and there are others just sitting biding their time. What are you, apart from your drilling? What are you doing to position yourself for success? What, what's going to drive that share price this year? Well, you know, drill results, of course, will be the, the, the primary thing. But, you, you know, the market, I, I think... What else are you doing, though? We're, we're, what else are you doing? What's, yeah, what look, doing? you know, I can say that I think that the, the, the sector is still rife for consolidation. Right. Um, and Good. we continue to look around for other opportunities. We, you know, of course, when we spun ISO out of next gen... Um, we, we saw ourselves, I suppose, as something of the business development arm of next gen. We were, we've cast the net far and wide looking for opportunities. I must say we come home to the Athabasca Basin every time because that seems to us to be where the, the very best quality assets globally are in the best jurisdiction. So we, we, we've sort of narrowed our business development focus to that area. Of course, we've, you, you know, we were very active in staking ground uh, last year and we'll, you know, I think and expect a bit more of that from us where it makes sense because it is cheap op- a cheap way of putting your foot on very prospective ground. We were very excited. Uh, you, you know, we, we acquired some ground along that Collins Bay trend uh, midway through last year that, that's very, very prospective. Um, so, you know, you can expect more of that from us. Uh, and we'll look at those other business development opportunities as well. I think, um, you know, the, the depth the breadth and depth of this downturn means that there are some seriously undervalued companies and, and properties and projects out there. Um, and, you know, having the ability to raise finance and advance projects as we do sets us up perfectly to be uh, front and centre on any of those sorts of opportunities. So we'll continue to look at those as well. But do you think that's just, is that just wishful thinking on your part? Or do you think you can genuinely go and raise money to do some consolidation. I mean, is that is that real? Yeah, look, you, you know, you, you don't want to show your, your whole hand, but certainly we have those chats with investors. We've got some serious sort of institutional right. uh, investor backing whenever we need it for the, the right types of opportunities. Okay. Um, but they've got to be right. They've, they've got to be, you know, good projects uh, where we're only ever going to do very, very good projects. Uh, and, and projects that make sense that, that are accretive and, and well-valued for our, our shareholders. And, you know, it, unfortunately it takes us, or every time we come back to, um, you know, the best bang for our buck for our shareholders as we see it is to prove up uh, a high-grade resource of which we're, you know, we're, we're fast moving towards on our hurricane discovery. Not there yet, um, but, you know, I'd love to think that by the end of the year we'll have a resource on that project uh, and be moving that forward. Okay, and if are you conscious? Are you aware of company, junior, other junior uranium miners who are undervalued to the extent that they can't raise finance? Are you aware of any, any companies like that, or is that just? Oh, look, I think yeah, I, I think there are a few out there. Um, 
you know, quality uh, is pretty hard to find. I think there are a few in Canada. I think there's a couple in Africa as well. Um, you know, th those guys appear to have sort of struggled a little bit to raise capital. There are a few uh, that have done okay here recently that, that we've been impressed with that have managed to raise money. Mm -hmm. so, you know, we, we've we've managed to stand out from the pack there by raising nearly seven million in December, uh, which which came pretty readily. So, hmm. you know, for us, it's all together. Um, you know, I feel a bit sorry for for some of the other guys. I think, yeah, you know, I know we don't want to cover off on the macro front, but we've all been a little bit surprised as to how slow moving that uranium price has been. Um, you know, I think as a as a sector, we've been consistently wrong in predicting where things might head. Um, but, you know, we'll see 2020 could finally be our year. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think so. It's, it's, been, it's been interesting. You know, I think a lot of the fund managers have got very quiet. Um, I think a lot of the people, you know, have been sitting on uranium equities for two, three years or uh, been repeating the same story at the beginning of each year. But I think this year, uh, you know, I do feel more than I did last that it, the... the the macro story is there. I think that the demand yes. side is definitely there. Um, and I think utilities are using up, or on, soon going to be operating on fumes if they're not careful. So yeah, I, you know, I, I do think you guys will see, see an upside this year. Look, um, look, thanks for the update. I know, I know you um, quite kindly responded to our phone call just for a quick update and see how things are going. But um, maybe let's kind of touch base when you've got into this drill program, you start getting some of these results out because like you say, I'm keen to sort of see how the market reacts to those drill results and, you know, whether that moves the dial or not. So I appreciate your time. Good to speak to you again. Uh, thanks, Matt. I'll be very, very keen to see how the market reacts as well. But, I bet. Um, we'll be, we'll be. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, thank you very much, Matt. Always a good uh, good to talk with you and, and well done on, on what has sort of uh, quickly become... Um, you know, the leader in uh, in the space in these interviews is fantastic. Well done. Well, thanks very much. A lot of hard work from uh, the guys around me, believe me, not me. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.